Welcome to LOI Central. Just millimeters past the touchline and coming into your living room, it's Dan and Johnny. And you're very welcome along to the last episode of the 2021 season of LOI Central. It's episode 40. Thanks a million future ticketing for sponsoring us throughout the season. Um, it's a bit of a topsy-turvy campaign, but uh, we got through it and um, Dan is back. He's back uh, among the land of the living. And on today's show, Ian Birmingham is sitting across from me, the cup-winning captain who I think wasn't sure he even had a future at St. Patrick's Athletic not that long ago and Stephen O'Donnell got the job. And here he is signing for a 13-season burn, was it? Yeah, 13. 13 season. Uh, we're going to also hear from the aforementioned Stephen O'Donnell. He did his press conference as the Dundalk Supremo um, on, I think, Monday. And Georgie Kelly popped in last night on Zoom to chat about his future and his eminent departure, not only from Bowes, but it would seem from Ireland. Later on the show, Ashling Finn from our sponsor, Future Ticketing, is going to have a quick chat about their hopes for 2022, which I think will have the biggest season ticket uh, sales um, ever in the League of Ireland, actually, and hopefully ticket sales as well. Dan. Uh, you're, you're we're back not, we're not in zoom i was yeah. driving across today blasting out you know george michael freedom like you know yeah. um, i played it for like half a minute i just got bored <laughs> dell is shaking his head the music snob up here i just thought i'd play it for a while dell has been in the wars as well he fell down the stairs of the doll of all uh, places Jesus and had Christ. to be uh do, 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 you know, do, do you know where i uh do you know where you on spotify you can you don't you're not on spotify I am, uh, oh, yeah. do you know how you do like your 2021 like rapture whatever and your most played song of the year so i like i refreshed it and i was like what's it going to be and this is, top- this, is to- this is topical for Bermo here, right? Because it was like, uh, you know, it was Beauty and the Beast sung by Angela Lansbury, right? You know, from Murder, She Wrote. Great voice in her. Because, of course, it's the song to put the baby to sleep every night. So, like, if the baby's not sleeping, you put on Murder, She Wrote, Angela Lansbury singing Beauty and the Beast. And I, I completely forgot about this. So I was looking to see, like, what my top spot of life song for the year was going to be. And it's like, your top artist is Angela Lansbury. It's like, fucking hell. Because, Burma, you've absolute- welcomed Pippa into the world. Yeah. 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 Uh, Friday before the cup final brilliant um, <laughs> things are going well uh, missus is all good baby's all good so really enjoying it telling us you love uh, you love the parenthood yeah that's yeah. uh, brilliant um, as I was saying to Dan there before like you can just see even though it's only two or three weeks but you can see our sort of the face taking shape and just mm. kind of c- coming on in the last couple of weeks so yeah now really loving it and yeah, yeah. You, you, you need to find a good song to make her to go to sleep maybe like you, get, you end up getting stuck with one like I did you need something <laughs> a little bit more upbeat or like you know yeah. some kind of sympath what's the song you're all singing in the dressing room after the game this year uh, um, the cup final video oh, Celtic Symphony the Celtic Symphony yeah, yeah. Oh, wouldn't, nice. wouldn't, wouldn't be the most soothing one maybe to be <laughs> fair but like you know it could be a bit of a routine to yeah. get into every night you know it's been um I don't know, Burma. It's been a mad few weeks. Uh, your 13th season, you're the kind of League of Ireland, Stephen Gerrard, the one club man. Yeah. Um, but he was at a couple of other clubs before them. Kind of, pretty yeah. much a one club. He played for Shamrock Rugby. He played we, against Ronaldo. Kind of vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it's, I was just thinking, I, I really struggle to remember anything of you, but like, being a Pats player, which I think that's fair enough. Yeah, definitely. Um, probably the Real Madrid game, probably that's the only mm. sort of. But uh, now Pats through and through, sort of 13 seasons now. And. Um, yeah, look, I really enjoyed the last couple of years. Totally enjoyed them. Obviously, the previous couple of years was sort of... Had you know. lost your love for the game a bit? Um, no, I never lost my love for the game, but I sort of, like, I wasn't happy with like certain things and I was fr- more frustration than anything. Um, we just weren't probably good enough. Um, I don't know whether it was players' recruitment and different things like that, but it was just, we weren't... Um, we should, we should have been higher up the table than we were. We should have been playing better, but we, we obviously weren't, and it was frustrating more so than anything. 
Um, but then obviously Stephen came in and we sort of hit the ground running with him and um, it was a really enjoyable last couple of years and obviously topper off winning the winning the cup and obviously being the captain as probably said it on the day it was probably the proudest day in my football career as a dad yeah <laughs> leading yeah. them lads it out it is some week to be fair mm. yeah it's some week you had baby on the Friday in the cup on the, on the yeah Sunday. but then the lads that in the dressing room like really great lads um, top players and then obviously first of all great people and for me to, to, to walk out, lead them out into the Aviva was, was special, I suppose, and then obviously top it off to winning it was, was, was brilliant. I always remember you mentioned there, maybe you're frustrated at times. I'm pretty sure I spoke to you up in Buncrana. Do you remember McGill, yeah. the, the, the McGinn you Park? Stayed up. And you just stayed up. McGinn yeah. Park, that's and, right, yeah. and it was that season, uh, what that be in 2017? I'm trying to think. I think yes, it was the year when Ryan McBride, Ryan McBride mm. passed away that year, and I remember like, he'd played there, and then. And I remember, like you, st- I was up at your, like, you, you stayed up on the last day, but you were just pissed off because, like, you'd won the league with Pats, you'd won the cup with Pats, and like you're sort of meant to sell, not celebrate staying up, but yeah. it was a real weird emotion was, at the time, you know. I remember that was my first year as the captain, and um, oh, it was it was a horrible year to be quite honest with you. Just like going home every day, just think like we were. That was we, the three we, teams to go down. Season. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were struggling, sort of, and. Um, we were sort of saying like we were playing well in some games you know, like we just weren't getting results and we just it was horrible like and as I said I was it was my first year as captain so I was kind of like getting used to like I didn't I was taking more I was I was, I was taking responsibility it was all I kept thinking it's all on my shoulders here and to be fair when I look back like I probably sc- I think I scored about six six goals that year like six or seven goals that year in an in, in important game so but it just like that was probably the war season that 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 I've had, like in terms of like just taking everything home and just being frustrated and angry and then blaming not blaming myself but taking I was taking all the shoulder for a really like it was my first year as captain, but I think I learned from it. And now like we win a game, right? Celebrate that night or whatever, yeah, great. It's gone then and the same way if we lose a game, I'm not taking her over the weekend home with me and like Monday morning we come back in, I'm fresh again. It's just that's the mentality that I have now because what it was like that 2017 season was oh Jesus it was it was horrible like as I said I was just taking that, that the shoulder responsibility like myself and I had to learn from it and obviously I did and now sort of um, just as I said we win a game it's gone mm. we lose a game we move on we go to the next one I suppose mm. because I wouldn't like to go through that again to be mm. honest mm. it's interesting I mean it's where we always have the, the we always have a cup winning show with someone, you know, after they win the cup. It's always a big thing every season. And like there's the elephant in the room obviously is the the, the fact that, you know, Stephen O'Donnell left so quickly afterwards. And I don't want to go down into that big sort of rabbit hole of a discussion. We will oh, hear we some, do. Well, oh, we'll, yes, we'll, we we'll do. hear we'll hear some audio from him in a couple <laughs> of minutes. But like I guess what I'm saying is have you been able to enjoy it, you know? Because like this is like a great moment in your life, but obviously the, the the week of celebration was interrupted by this thing, if you know what I yeah. mean. So have you still been able to actually enjoy it and savour it and relish like winning the cup? Yeah. Um, Monday was brilliant. The day after it, down at McDowell's, brilliant day. Um, great crack in that. But obviously, then obviously Stephen um, leaving the, net the following day, I think it was. But uh, no, we've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed it. Like I'm in the heartland of it, like in Ballyferma. So um, there's a lot of... Sp- St. Pat's supporters around and obviously I'd had the cup and I'm probably the only local lad so I've been inundated with messages to try and go out to everybody anyway. and I'm, in fairness I'm trying to get around to everybody that I can listen it's for them as well they they love it they love seeing it and um, I suppose it, there is still celebrations like you know but um, obviously with Stephen departing and 
Um, obviously the fans and that were disappointed. And um, but look, we move on now. Tim's the new manager, and and we look to kick on and and, and bring it on from where we where we left it off. That's good that you've had, you still like you've you've had the opportunity to still savor it a bit. Like I mean, I saw the cups being brought around, as you said, to a different few different places. So I was even brought down, wasn't it, the Connor O'Dowd's grave, yeah, wasn't yeah. it, Tony's. Tony O'Dowd's younger brother, isn't yeah. it? And like you've been able to do some of that ceremony still. Like you've been able to ah, yeah. fulfill Listen, the functions of it. Like. Yeah, definitely. It's whatever's happened ha- has happened. It's it's out of our hands, players' hands. So we're enjoying it. Like um, going around, I, I love it. Seeing the smile, I'm seeing the, the the smile it puts on people's face. Even going to Marty and Betty Moran the other day, like real Saw Pats that, fans yeah. have seen. They've seen every cup final win for St. Pat's the, the, the whole four of them. Um, but uh, just to see the joy that it brings to the supporters face more so um, gives me a great sense of satisfaction. Like, we'll, we'll talk about the other thing in a minute but what was the day like itself? Like when you what was the defining moment of the cup final day for you? Because we'll, we'll hear from Georgie Kelly later on who was on the losing side. We spoke to him yesterday so we've already had the chat. Had to be I, when Malin skinned you there, and but, uh, nearly went two one up. But, I, but I, like I was asking him, like good player, actually. but like did the, 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 the moment of walking out on the pitch at the start, even like I mean, thirty seven thousand people at a game, um, like that's what I think that's almost treble the crowd that was there in twenty fourteen, or certainly more than double. Sorry, mm. twenty fourteen. Like, what was your f- feeling of of the occasion? If you know what I mean? Yeah, it was it was really exciting. Um, obviously, as I said, yes, at the start, leading them lads out. Um, we spent a year or so together, two years maybe or whatever, with a lot of them. And as I said, really great lads and good players, and um, got a real bond with, with with all the players. So to lead them out, um, obviously friends, family there, etc. Just uh, unbelievable, unbelievable walking out like, and then obviously the other one then would would have been lifting the cup, obviously as captain, but with Christy O'Neill who has been there before me at St Pat's, he's probably the longest serving person at St Pat's, mm. other than Gareth probably, um, and to lift it with him, and he's a Northsider as well, so I'm sure he's in the bills over there now, giving it loud. But uh, now just to give him an opportunity because some of them people don't get the uh, the recognition that they deserve, maybe they're in the background. And uh, for him, any player that's walked through the doors of St. Pat's will, will say Christy O'Neill is a legend. Like, And uh, just to give that opportunity for him to... And I knew he, he thanked me so much after. He didn't. He was hesitant to come up. But before was it impromptu? I was going to say, did you just decide to do that at the moment? Or did you have it Yeah, I was... No, I sort of had in my head a while back if he did win it that way. But then, obviously, when we were celebrating and I just looked and I seen him, then he caught me eye and I ran over to him and I just... We hugged each other, obviously, and whatever. And I just said it to him then. I said, I want you to lift the, the trophy with me. Oh, no, baby, no. I'm not doing that and all. So I had to go over and get PJ. He would be quite close to Patrick. Go- yeah, yeah, yeah. The goalkeeping coach said, PJ, have a word with him, will you? So then he came out, yeah, I'll do it. It's like delighted then. So um, and that was great. That's uh, Do you remember, Dan, was it our first podcast? This is going way back when we were debating whether Pat were a big club or not a big club. And it was like, I remember having a debate with Tony Mulrani at the races because he took offence to the fact that Pat's weren't a big club. Pat's is a real community club, though. It's in Chicor. Yeah. It's just like when I used to live in Chicor. Like it's 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 not it doesn't maybe have the span like that other clubs have, but like people in that area, it's so precious to them. Like, and it must be special for you to be from Valley Firm, but like, yeah, definitely. Um, as I said, I'm in the heart of it. Obviously, when you're not doing well, people don't mind telling you. Like coming up, mm. oh, what happened just last night? This and that. So you have to deal with that as well. But as Dan was saying, like you have to. Them moments when you win stuff, like you don't win it something every year, like so it's it's important that you kind of celebrate them and savor them and give people memories. And um, but as I said, they don't they don't hesitate to tell you, like when you're when you're doing when you're not doing so well. So, um, 
Yeah, no, it's, it's look, you can see the scope that it has there. We just need to get more fans down. In fairness to Dave Morrissey, he's doing some great work in the community there with going into skills and, and different things like that. So the club is on the up, I think. And listen, we just need to keep pushing it. Um, were you disappointed about the, the, the new ground didn't happen or or were you disappointed? Like, did, Would you have liked that they stayed kind of in Richmond Park? Because it's not, not that long ago we were talking about, we had people on talking about the potential new ground and that like. I would have been definitely for the, the new ground because um, just the scope it had in that yeah like it was an unbelievable uh, sort of thing that was going to happen like mm. and, like in Chicago I'm sure you've been down there it's pretty dilapidated I'd say mm. um, it lacks um, basic kind of services yeah, really like. like you go by and you look at some of the now there is a few little hipster shops now mm. coffee shops and they look actually decent there like, yeah. you know but you go further down and some of the shops are sort of looking you're kind of going ah a bit of an eyesore you know but mm. like that was an unbelievable uh, thing that was going to happen and now we probably wouldn't have played it was probably it probably would have taken a bit longer than from an I play but mm. um, no I think it, it probably should have happened and it would have been a, a great for the area and it would have been great for the league as well I suppose mm. but uh, I'm sure there's there's other things in the pipeline that, that Garrett and, and the board have in, have in mind I'm sure <laughs> getting back to the main question here like so like from your perspective you're, you're Pat through and through I think you were were dodgy on your future when Stephen got the job I think you've admitted that, that you weren't sure that he was going to buy into you or whatever and then you had the bonus of as long as you've been there a new contract lifting the cup so you you probably and, and just have a, haven't had a baby so you kind of didn't really care what happened so much over the last week I'm going to enjoy this what's the perspective for like well say for someone like Chris Forrester he was on with us there just for the cup final and he was saying like Stephen Donald's really brought me to the next level and I, I was just trying to imagine as a player what it was like for somebody that you'd you probably gotten some sort of a relationship with where he understands me and he sees something in me he's bringing me to the next level but then he decided for a professional reason that he was going to go to Dundalk so I, can you see his perspective on this Stevens, Stevens yeah Oh, I don't know. I'm sure he'll come out with the reasons why he's 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 done, he's gone. Like, but like obviously he's a the dark man, true and true. Um, should be remembered he's from Galway actually. Yeah, but bloody he's going home, crack. Like, he's he's uh, from Galway all his life. Until he started playing. Like, he's been he's been going home. Like, what the hell? Anyway, yeah, <laughs> he's been really successful up there as captain, and he's been it's probably been the best years of his of his football career up there. So, in terms of that, maybe the lore of that. Um, bringing him back home <laughs> no yeah. but, bring, but bringing him back up there maybe he thought it was too good to turn down um, I'd put myself in his position maybe me doing the opposite would it entice me back obviously depends on certain circumstances if I went to Dundalk maybe and Pat's came calling for me obviously spent 13 years over many years yeah, there and been success. so that could be could be I don't know the reasons only Stephen can, can, can say the reasons why obviously um it's done now. Like there's nothing. There's nothing players can do. There's nothing anybody can do. It's as far as I'm concerned. It's done and dusted, and we just we just move on. We we've got a new manager, um, and we've got a boy into to, to what he has. And on that, like the Tim Clancy thing hasn't really been spoken about. That's been lost in the narrative. But he's a massive job on because like he's a load of players out of contracts. You see, like Dara Burns has been linked with the move away. Um, obviously some players are going to leave or whatever. But like he, he just seems to be like frantically twenty four seven now trying to get on with the job, which is like nobody seems to be talking about that. I think that's manager's job, isn't it? Twenty four seven, you've got to walk to. It's it's up to him now to, to gather a squad of players that he feels can can take it on again. Obviously, we won the cup, we were second in the league. We've got to try and push on again. You know, we've set we've set sort of standards there, and hopefully, we can keep the core of the group and and, and keep pushing it. 
But um, that should be pointed but, out. Sorry, you were a clear second in the league this season. Like yeah. You were well clear a third. If there were any sort of a title race, Pats were there. You did win the cup. You're back in Europe. There's a massive amount to look forward to next season. Like Pats have a lot less to prove than other clubs. Yeah, no, it, and I'm sure to entice players as well. European football stuff like that. Mm. So um, hopefully, as I said, we can keep the core of the group that we that we've had and 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 add a bit of quality to um, add a bit of quality to it, and we can push on again. We did think we were in with a right chance of the league last year against listen, Rovers are a top team and I don't think they got the credit that they deserve to be fair either. Um but they're the top team and probably the games against Rovers, the head to heads killed us a little bit, I think. Um late goals and all late that. goals and different things like that. So I think that, that kinda of killed us. But listen, they were deserved winners and, and as I said, they probably didn't get the des- the credit they deserved. It was other clubs that maybe didn't do as well that were getting a lot of credit and to, to me No. <laughs> That's that's just the truth. But I know it it's been, spo- it it's been spoken like, about, it's but it both, is. To be fair. Everyone has. <laughs> no, but there's other, even like Sligo got a bit of credit. There's different. There's all different, that, mm. and they didn't really like. Rovers are the best team, and they didn't get enough credit. I don't think we got enough credit with with the players that we had. I'm hearing odd young players off the other clubs. Like we had Dara Bones, Ben played a lot of games. Alfie Lewis only young. V and goal. Like we, had, mm. our team was made of made up of young lads and. They probably didn't get the, the credit they deserved, and um, fair play, yeah, yeah. When, when did you know Stephen was gone? When did you find out Stephen O'Donnell? Was we leaving? found out sort of when everybody else did. You're yeah. in McDowell's, yeah. you? I was in McDowell's. <laughs> <laughs> so on that Monday though, in McDowell's, like, was did you did you sense it then? If you know, no, what no, mean? we didn't. Show. We were all drinking and locked. We didn't really. We weren't. We didn't care about football. To be quite yeah, honest, we yeah. were singing and because there's all sorts of stories going round in the interweb yeah. about like no, players no. finding out at different uh, times and all this. No, like. well, we were down in McDowell's and we had a two lads from Valley Firm give them a shout. The Weefer brothers, brilliant they were, and um, they had the place rock and we were all drinking and dancing and singing and just great crack so we didn't really we weren't really thinking about football yeah no no listen that's it because I think people will be saying to us well you need to ask these questions about the timeline because people are very energised and the other thing as well was were players at Pat's concerned about their contracts running out in the last couple of weeks because part of what's come out now is people are suggesting well you know could the manager have been doing more about that what's your perspective on that from the players feeling yeah like to be fair right um we were doing so well in the league and we were doing well in the cup like so I missed a couple of weeks coming towards the back end of the season and but the lads there was lads going what's the story of different things and stuff like that but we were sort of going we're doing well here like hardly there's nothing we didn't think like we didn't think that that what was what was to happen was going to happen and we were sort of going like who, who is he like who would he bring in he's only going to add a couple of players to this maybe to, mm. to get to get us better he's hardly going to go right there's five or six years gone lads to, to rebuild again because we had done well so we sort of weren't really worried I don't think as mm. in like oh he's going to let me go here or he's this and that we were, we were playing well obviously I had been in the team so I was sort of going like well, I'm probably safe you know or whatever but like I don't think it was well it wasn't any worry there because we were doing so well like mm. but then obviously what happened after then I don't like um, happened and obviously now we're in we're in the position that we are yeah so there's a slight fear like players could go that maybe wouldn't have been going if you know what I mean is that yeah, part of the fear now that that's that's probably the fear yeah um, that we, we could lose a few players but I think the owner has sort of uh, taken the ball by the horns and he's and he's really pushing to try and get lads in and um, Kieran Forrester yeah so like that's a statement in itself to, to sign Chris back and to try and get all the lads to see look we are still like, it's not just gone because Stephen has gone that like oh everything like in fairness to the owner as I said he's taking the ball by the horns and he and he's going after and he's trying to get 
to get everybody that he needs in. And um, as I said, signing Chris is a bit of a statement and hopefully the other lads can, can see that. And I'm sure there'll be a few probably announced over whenever the next couple of like, I, say it's like, I swear to God that I'm following the league 25 years. The few days after the cup final was among the most compelling ever. Because as Dan is touching on there, there's so many levels to this, like what may or may not have happened. And uh, like in one level, like I, I think there's a lot of hurt involved. I think that, that hurt will linger for people. But like you're kind of looking at next season as well and thinking like, you know, this is going to be so compelling. Like, there's so many characters now involved pitching <laughs> each other. And, like, Rory Higgins has been forgotten about now. It's all about Pats, 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 Dundalk. What's going yeah. on here? Like, you know, and I, like, Dan was, in fairness to him, he was really a- ahead of anyone reporting on that time. I, I couldn't go offline. Like, I think I just stubbed my ankle. I was just on the laptop the whole day. But it was a good time. But they were in the pub enjoying their day. I, yeah. I think, but I think it's, I wanted, like, clarify want that people got to, to actually enjoy it. Like, you know, because yeah, yeah. there is that sort of sense of lingering of, like, and even, even sort of, like, even sort of doing stories around it. You're like, fuck, like, this is going to, mm. like, you know, this Second is. Second course of today. But, like, this, sorry, yeah. but this is, like, yeah, I've just, I've, just, I've been locked up for a while. <laughs> but, like, there's a sense of, I mean, this is, like, football is a, is a cruel business sometimes. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And there's, there's a period of people enjoying something but then like this bomb is sort of dropped yeah. in which is obviously yeah, and, you know it's, uh, yeah, not, it's not pleasant like you and, know, and, and, and you're drinking with players that you suspect might now join him at the next club let's be honest yeah but we didn't know at the time so. yeah. but it's important because yeah. there's yeah. there virgin stories going around well, people, sure people, people, were, people Tuesday, were finding no. out on Sunday <laughs> at house parties and all this sort of stuff no, like you know so uh, listen know. stories don't grow legs mm. or whatever and um, but now we as I said we um, we celebrated after the cup final then next day down as I said celebrated again Nothing, we, we weren't thinking of football um, and uh, then obviously I think it was, was it a Tuesday Tuesday yeah, the Tuesday. Tuesday he told Gary Keller bear yeah. in mind now you've, you've just had your first baby four or five this, days his ago, body so. clock is all over the place <laughs> yeah. at this stage anyway, you're just a man just impressed you managed to get a couple of days yeah, away to be I'm fair you know? miss, she was good she yeah. me out for a few days so yeah <laughs> yeah here listen what we should do we should hear some of your questions from you, sure. you, you asked a couple of questions Stephen and then we'll sort of move on from this but let's hear a couple of questions Johnny asked Stephen O'Donnell earlier in the week in terms of the, the career you've had, you've had a lot of ups and downs with injuries. Like, where would the last, I suppose, where would the time since the Cup final compare in terms of just the difficulty of the decision you were making and obviously that you were going to upset people at St. Pat's? Yeah, the biggest, I think, without a doubt, uh, the biggest in regards, totally understandable, the the, the disappointment in that uh, from the St. Patrick's leg standpoint. But, um, you know, it wasn't an easy decision for me by any stretch of the imagination. And, Ultimately, obviously, I'm going to say Patrick, myself and Patrick and, and the whole staff and obviously the players worked tirelessly over the last, particularly 12 months, but the last couple of years, we couldn't have put any more energy into it and for it to culminate in a second place finish and um, winning the cup, I, I, I don't think there can be there can be anything held against us in regards to our total commitment to the job. So, um, you know, it was obviously very, very um, stressful, I would say. Um but that, that's that's football, I suppose. That's life. That's the industry. Um, but as in no way has it has it, has it been easy at all. Um, but I'm just looking forward to the future now and looking forward to, as I said, uh, getting cracking. Um, you know, with Dundalk. Did you feel you couldn't take them any further than this year? Uh, even that, I just ultimately the remit when we we came in was to make St. Patrick's Day competitive again. Um, we couldn't have given any more of ourselves to do that. I think we, we've achieved that, as I said, to come second and win the cup. 
the club is in a really good place now. Um, I just felt this opportunity, and as I said, the the connection and uh, 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 and the uh, attachment to to Dundalk was too big of an opportunity and too good of an opportunity for me to turn down. Um, and that's ultimately the bottom line. I suppose Shane Soap was on our podcast last week. He spoke about your, you know, maybe the loyalty that does or doesn't exist in football. Was it a case that you were maybe loyal to Dundalk in the sense of your history there as well? And so there was, a, I guess, there was some loyalty. Well, there. I think loyalty is what you put in when you when you are somewhere. Uh, what we put in at St Patrick's Athletic was 120 percent effort, 24 seven since we went in there. That's loyalty. What you give to to somebody when you, when you are in that position or are at that club and we couldn't have given any more and we we I think we've repaid that so I'm very thankful to the owner for and the club for giving me my first opportunity in coaching um but I think we we've we've definitely repaid that um in regards to our league position and our achievements last year of, of winning the cup only the fourth time St Pat's have won the cup in their history so um that's where, where I'd be on that. Um, and as I said, it was just, it's, it was just, you know, I had a choice to make and, and I'm, I've chosen this, this, this path and I'm, I'm delighted with my decision. And, and as I said, it's a really exciting time for Dundalk. So if the fixture computer throws up St. Pat's v Dundalk week one next season, how are you received in Richmond Park? Yeah, like I understand that there'll be disappointment, but, just so long as everybody everybody does know that we we couldn't have given any more to the job in regards to what the effort we gave everybody involved, coaching staff and the players to to get in St. Patrick's Athletic back competitive. So long as people have no doubt about that, you know, football's football, it happens um in regards, you know, obviously there'll be there'll be people disappointed, but so long as as long as they've no doubt about the effort that was given while we were while we were at the football club. I just have two more there. What are they getting now in Tim Clancy? Tim getting another good young manager. Obviously, I don't know the, the workings of Tim day to day, but I do know Tim and very good personality and, and another good young manager who's who's um who's done a great job at, at Drada. So, you know, it, it's it's exciting for Tim too. Uh, just finally, yeah, uh, what um, can Dundalk fans expect next season? It's very early days, but um, obviously you've you've an awful lot of work to do. Yeah, a lot of work to do. So uh, as I said, the, the to what I want, the minimum I want them to expect is um, knowing that they're turning up, seeing a team that's that's um, giving their all for the club and for the town, and uh, we'll take it from there. Then, but that's 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 the core value we want. We want everyone rowing in the same direction, and everyone really, really. You know the sole focus of of giving everything for Dundalk to to get back up around the top echelons again. So that was Stephen O'Donnell and Johnny asked a couple of questions. There was there was more to that press conference as well, and people would have read aspects of it later on, and we might touch on some of it later on, Johnny. But more to the point, um, I remember like in the the in the Aviva afterwards, and you were on the top table, and you were very you were sharing praise on Lee Desmond for a lot what he'd put in. And there was a real message of between of everyone that, and it's sort of what you touched on earlier, that you've managed to sort of bring standards in. And I'm sure the manager has played a big part in that and his staff. But at the same time, as you mentioned, that core of the group is still there. It looks like there's going to be a good core there. Is it just a case now of, 
of just carrying that on. You yeah. know, like you've you've set a bar for yourselves now. No matter who's presiding over it, yeah. you've set a bar for yourselves that you can't you can't drop below it again. Yeah. Now listen, there's no hiding from the manager did come in and he and he did he he, he kinda of brought us on, brought the place on in terms of standards and, and driving it on. So We've seen it firsthand, so it's up to the players now and Tim coming in to, to drive it on to the next level again. Um, as I, you said, we we will hopefully have the good core, good core group there. I, I just have to disagree with Dan slightly on that. The what core is still there though? Like there's there's a small, a very small core at the moment. Like yeah, but I'd, I'd imagine there will be. Um, like that, that's not that. Just is that's the Pats fans worry at the moment. Like the core isn't. Actually I'd be surprised. Well, I can't wasn't. comment on who's who. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing been a net. Like I don't mm. know. Um, but. I'm sure there will be. It's the world of the League of Ireland, like. Yeah, um, but I'm sure there will be. As I said, well, Chris is hopefully lads will, will will latch onto that to see that. Listen, we are going like. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure there's. Listen, I don't know what's going on in the background. To mm. be quite honest, but quite a few of the younger, some of the younger players yeah. are on contracts there, mm. Johnny. I know mm. there's a big thing about senior players, but like a couple of younger, even if one or one or yeah, two well, of interest or whatever. I think there's but, a few there yeah. on the contract. Jamie's Jamie's still under contract. Uh, Dara, yeah, then, the young lads, James. There's, James there's a lot of, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of young Jeez. lads there. How so, good is he, by the way? Yeah. Like, seriously, 17 years yeah. of age. I, it's actually depressing me to think, like, how old I am relative to lads like that. Like, the come on and in the cup final. It's cruising through a game. Like, the come on in the cup final and play the way he did at 17, mm. like, it's unbelievable. Kind of bonkers, like, yeah. Like, yeah. If, you look, if you look back at the cup final, he was, when he came on, like, his mm. passing, excellent he was. So, 17 years of age, it's mm. not bad as it coming on, even a cup final. Mm. But I think the point is that even even if some do go, like, the, there is senior voices in the dressing yeah. room that are going to be there that you... You have your own sort of, and, and I think one of the big things that Lee Desmond spoke about was a certain jealousy of Ben McCormick and the younger lads who've only ever known things to be this way. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. And that's what that's what you need to sort of keep going. That's, yeah, like yeah. so, Lee, Lee, and Jamie sort of they would have been in, they would have come in sort of just on the back end of when we were sort yeah. of what won the cup and the the league and the, the the couple of league cups. They came in on the back of that, so they would have only experienced sort of when I say decline, sort of when we, we weren't doing so well. So for me to see them win the, win the, win the cup, like I was over the moon for them, you know, because they've been through it all with St. Pat's and it was just magic to see that, to see them win. And then obviously on top of that, then the young lads who are like, they're top players, but they're really great characters. Like, and I get great crack out of them. They're, they're brilliant around the place. And as I like, I'd, sort of bounce off them more than the other. Really, like, yeah. yeah. They're just, they're great. Sometimes you forget that they're only 18 or 19 or whatever they are, 17. Mm. Some of them you forget, you're having a chat with them, you're kind of going, shit, I can't be... Like, they're hardly born when you were chasing yeah, Manalo so down the ring. What, yeah. like, we were in the gym, in PJ's gym, and it was coming up to around the break. And all the lads were, you're going away or whatever like that. And we are like, yeah, bloody blah, blah. So I think Dara Bournes had said, we're going up to Belfast for a, for a weekend or something like that. So I was saying, he was, oh, me, Keno, Benji and whatever else. I was like, are you coming, Barnes? And I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely, we'll go. <laughs> so I went off, done whatever. I was like, lads, seriously, I can't go with you. I, was like, I forgot you were only like, you, you know, you'd be in jail, I'd be like, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, be like going in with like that dad going in, but I was like, ah, oh, Jesus, yes, sometimes you forget, like, you know. It's, yeah. But Chris that's uh, was saying, Keen, like, asked him to drop him home. No, it was James Banker, I think was it was. It, was it, or one of the other, anyway, and he said, he, um, it was James Banker, and he was dropping him in school, like, he was just, yeah, yeah. Was, very often, oh, school. school yeah. I think Keith Ward touched on that as well about, like, you know, looking that Jamie Mullins coming through like it's almost to make yourself feel young again like because yeah, you probably don't like and I'm saying this I'm 39 now but you don't feel the years passing yeah. and, and you're a footballer who's like getting to the obviously the, the lab it's, it's different for them to come in like as like me and Chris and that speak like they're, they're allowed to be themselves like around us do you know like we wouldn't be 
Whereas when I probably first came in, there was sort of bigger, sort of, you know, like proper men and they'd, they'd kind of like, I remember my first, uh, uh, my first training session for UCD and I was getting picked up at St. Matthew's Church in Ballyfermot by uh, Matt Gregg mm, and Brian Shorthall mm. and they they, uh, they were playing so I kind of, he had organised for them to help so, and he was beat man, there. was it? Yeah, so yeah. be up there for whatever, five o'clock or four o'clock, whatever it was and went up and got in the back of Matt Greggy's big Jeep and uh, next of all he just looks in the, in the mirror and he's like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> you know, like, and I'm just sitting there, it's only 17 or so just at the time of 17 or something, I'm just sitting in the back not opening me mouth, you know what I mean? But not that, but like the characters down, I did. We just allowed them and like just be themselves, and they mm. they slag us and we'd slag them. But, you know, it's just a bit of, like you know. But we just allowed them be themselves. Like I'm not sort of hard on them if they do say anything like that. You'd be kind of going, you little. It's not about yeah. putting. It's not about putting them through some kind of initiation, like, yeah, initiation yeah. type. Yeah, thing. Yeah, we yeah. just allowed them be themselves, and and you, I think you see that then when they go onto the pitch, then when they're out training, and you can see them express that they're not up tight. We'll, or not. See, we'll see the, the thing about the whole Brexit thing. We, we will move on, but like I just think it's an amazing time for the league when you see yeah. James Abanquet coming through at seventeen, and all these kids who yeah, Ad- Adam Murphy, who's been Adam injured, Murphy, who's a yeah, so highly, yeah. so highly yeah. rated. Like I, yeah. I think Ben McCormick was great talent. Yeah. Obviously, um, you know, it all that's just Pat's alone, and yeah. even talking to Stephen Bradley recently, he's really buzzing for some of the young players that haven't necessarily played that much Shamrock Rovers, yeah. and you go across the league, Sligo, all the academy to in like. I'm just, I'm just really buzzing for what this, what this is doing for the game here because it it's is, bringing it's, standards up yeah, as well. Like definitely, like the coaching and the the youth setups now are, are like are, are brilliant. Like and you can see them when you come into the into the first team. Not, like you just have to tip away at them. Like they're, they're sort of coached, like you know, to, to a really high level, and they understand they understand the game. And I think that's a big thing, um, understanding the game because I've played with lads before, and I'm kind of going when like coaches are talking, I'm kind of going, "Come on, man, we just like I've learned this when I was." Do you know, like some of them come in with their raw, like, but these lads are coached from, from. Is that the difference? Like, because, you know, the, again, this is a big, big debate in Irish football at the moment, particularly what they've done with the under 14s next season. But, like, the the coaching at the academies, is that is that getting better? Basically? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sure, you see them coming in, and even, like, when you speak, when you're speaking to, when you're speaking to the young lads about a match or something like that, and you hear them, like, and the, just the way they speak about it, you mm. know, you know that they understand the game and they're very good in the game, do you know? But, uh, but the quality of Pats, like it's the only I can I can only speak for the quality of Pats because I haven't seen any other. But it's it's frightening to be quite honest. And as I said, like like even Ben, as I said, like like in that advanced show, like he, he he'd pick up little pockets. He's probably the best of seen. Like uh, pick up little pockets and he'll turn and he'll go on the back foot, get take her on the back foot and drive out yokes. Whereas a lot of the other time you see lads taking a touch back towards. This is actually big praise as well because that uh, that midfield role is so hard. It like. is, yeah, and uh, like he's he's. He's a he's an excellent player. But then yeah, like you look at Dara Bunch, who's who set the world light as well. Mm. James, as you've mentioned, Adam Murphy, who's mm. who came up last year. I think he was only sixteen at the time, and mm. the lads were blown away by him. We were like, going, like who's this? Like yeah, he's a kid? classic one who would have gone away before mm. in the mm. old way. Like he was he was, yeah. he was he was training with us, and he like he'd be one of like he, he didn't look not that he didn't look out of place. He was actually like you're going. This fella has a chance of playing like this. You know, like you know that mm. sort of like he was. Mm. He had that quality about him, and uh, obviously he he's he struggled a little bit with injury, but he he'll be back. He's only he's only young. Um, I'm trying to think who else then? You young King Corbley, uh, excellent player who's got got a couple of chances this year. Who was brilliant in the in the youth league as well. We went down to watch them down there. Excellent in that game and. He's coming on, even in training, you can see him. He's he's he's, he's an excellent player, and he's another Balia lad, a local lad as well. Class, so yeah. yeah. So um, I'd be delighted to see all them now progress this season, and hopefully, hopefully get more chances. Next. I was trying to I was trying to yeah. look it up here. I just can't quite get it up because I, I looked at the start of the season. There was the 
the age profile of the league and the number of like outfield players over the age of 30. Yeah. Like it's a small number. I know. It's a really I was only small had a chat number. with somebody about that. Like you look, there's probably myself, Greg, Finna. I know there's Greg a few Bulgers. about Brian, Brian Gartland, yeah. albeit he's been injured this year. Yeah. I like, I'd say you're probably in the like top five sort of oldest yeah. outfield players. Yeah. Go- goalkeepers blows it yeah, up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the outfield yeah, players. Like, so like I'm thinking of all the lads you played the same like an underage, at underage level with, say, all the way up, most of them are retired, right? I'm guessing. Or playing at different my levels. Age, sort yeah. of. Uh, Dinny Corcoran would have been my age. Dinny McCorkran's your generation, um, yeah. Then there would have been like Christy. Christy's obviously got a bad injury. Christy yeah. Um i trying to think who else. Like, like you saw Jake Hyland speaking there during the week about he's 26 and he's opted not to continue because he that just was found, Mark McCadden, he, was he found the commitment of like mm. part-time and and sort of life, you know, working life too mm. hard to balance. Have you been football all the way through? Have, have you been full time? I suppose yeah, full all the time way all the way through. But uh, like I, I done, I done a, uh, I went to college a couple of for a couple of years. But that that was really it. That's the extent yeah. of like I've been just playing football. You've stuck with football the whole way, yeah, but you've yeah. seen other people drop away yeah, from that. Yeah, yeah. And actually, on, on that point, then say Tim is coming in, Connor Kane really well regarded at Drada. Were you actually confident for sure that you'd get a contract? Do you know what I mean? Like, were you confident that you'd definitely be staying on because you've a new manager who just because it's it's an anomaly at this age? Like, yeah, um, I suppose I spoke spoke to the club and they wanted to keep me, so mm. it was like we had a good chat and. Um, had actually a very good chat and different things. So, mm. um, no, I was confident. Yeah, obviously, there's there's young lads. You have to. It's it's, it's better to have a bit of competition than just to be going out and. Because mm, obviously, Griffin's gone to shells now as well. So you yeah. you obviously have a new left back. To there will be a new left back. Yeah, Anton um, Breslin potentially, but mm, yeah. Mm. But, but I'm just looking at the. I have this up here. Actually, I've done you a bit of disservice. You were the. 22nd oldest player to play in the Premier Division in the season just gone. But we'll, we'll go for it now. But Jared Doherty, goalkeeper. Alan Manis, goalkeeper. Brian Murphy, goalkeeper. Peter Cherry, goalkeeper. Oh, Jesus, I am. But then, up the list. But then we have Daryl Murphy, mm. was, you know, he barely, barely played. played. Richard Brush, again, goalkeeper. Greg Halford, you forgot mm. he came in. Started up front in the last game. Uh, Barry Murphy again, goalkeeper. Yeah. Like so, Joey O'Brien, Brian Gartland, Chris McCann. And then you have Gary Deegan, Ronan Finn, Dane Massey, Dean Zambra, Eddie Nolan, Greg Bulger, and then into the ones that are the 32s, which is Dave McMillan. This will be your generation, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Dave McMillan, Anthony Wordsworth, who come in, Dinny Corcoran, as you say, Danny Lafferty, Ian Birmingham, Rory Gaffney. And then you're down to Adam Foley and Aaron Green. But you're basically talking about like probably 30, 40 lads over the age of 30. And like, I'm looking at the other age of it here, right? And you have like Sam Curtis, like 15 years yeah. and eight months, Jamie Mullins, you know, James at Banquet. And it goes all the way through that you're, you've like 25 lads or so under the age of 18, you know, 18 or under. So like, it's a very different league to yeah, where you started off. Definitely. You know, I'm not yeah. trying to suggest that you don't have a lot to offer, by the way, I think. Yeah, Bar- I know you are. For- you're, you're always like that texting me and all your... Not only about the you're horses as well. Me, yeah. Yeah. Not only about the horses Bermo, as well. Bermo has more horse interest he's than had, we have at the moment. But he's had more luck as well, Absolutely. to be fair. Absolutely. Oh, I, think, I think I got all my luck in one. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that's the way racing works. It is, isn't it? It just sucks you in then. Um, this must be one of the happiest times of your life, though. Just everything, the cup final, you know, you're becoming a parent. Um, everything's got everything. You must be buzzing like. Yeah, Um like I probably had a the previous couple of years I've had a couple of tough years like off the pitch sort of privately but uh, no this is just makes up for like you know mm. just gives us it's a it's a great buzz and 
Um, oh geez, I'm like I'm on cloud nine the last while. You know, just I can't, I can't believe it. Like it's it's hard to to fathom that it all just came in the one sort of few days. The yeah. one burst. Also, like and without getting into that, like if you go the going through it's it's cliche, but going through the tougher times does make you appreciate times yeah, like this. Yeah, definitely. Like even in in terms of football, like just the tough like the sort of times like as I mentioned 2017 and all and your sort of it just all makes up for a sort of when you mm. when, when you do win that when you do win the trophy and like it's just brilliant and it was sort of relief and just a load of emotions just come out from different different sort of things like mm. so um no but brilliant and as I said on cloud nine the last while when are you back training I think the we will go in for a couple of days at the end of December and then we'll be back then in January. Clancy's reign of terror begins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The cycle never stops though, that's the thing. Yeah. But it's probably a short off season this year, which yeah. is a good and a bad thing, I suppose. Like you'll just be happy to get out of the house, actually. This, yeah, this, that's this, this, I can't wait to go back to China. <laughs> this is actually ah, it, no. yeah. McDowell's is your local then, is it? <laughs> no, uh, it's not. It's only yeah. been in there twice. Where's your local? Actually, you don't even, like, don't, don't don't even have a drink. point anymore. Yeah, yeah. don't drink so. I haven't really got a local. Yeah. yeah, there we go. His local is his local wherever he, his local is wherever wherever uh, Pat's train <laughs> yeah, or whatever yeah. you know. It's just the place he goes, you know. Yeah. But this, I think we're all good. I think Ian, it's been great to have you in, and great to uh, have you as your our final studio guest of the season. And Thanks um, for having me, lads. Yeah, hopefully you've got, you've a couple of horses running in the next couple of weeks, so maybe you'll have a bit of luck. Hopefully you'll have Johnny Ward texting you, which is mm. bad luck. You know, I'm always looking at his tips, brutal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking at the outcome and be like, who wrote this, Johnny Ward? Not little, not looking at that. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Ian Birmingham, anyway. And uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been good to have you. In, and we're gonna we're gonna hear from Georgie Kelly now, who we spoke to on Zoom yesterday. But thanks so much for coming in, Birmingham. No problem, lads. George, Georgie Kelly, how are you getting on? Not so bad, Johnny. How's things? <laughs> I started by playing Georgia on my mind there, but neither of you could hear it. The Ray Charles song, because you've been on the mind of so many clubs, so many fans, but you've let Bose fans down just ahead of Christmas. <laughs> That's terrible phrasing. I can't believe you just said that. Uh, How are you keeping uh, I don't know. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, fell out of exams at the minute, but uh, all's good, you know. What's happening? I don't really know myself. Um, I probably will go, as you've seen, there was someone announced it yesterday, but I probably will um, look to kind oh, of venture, yeah, yeah. venture abroad, yeah, so... But I don't know, in regards to destination, I don't know what the plan is yet. That's And that's the truth, yeah. Georgie, was it just a case that it's well documented, like Bose would have wanted you to stay and there was very silly interest? Did you just want to maybe let people know what your situation is so they can make plans rather than you sort of... Yeah. You, was, know, you know the way it works. Yeah, it was more to give, you know, because you know how under pressure clubs are. Um, and it was more to let them know as early as I could, like you know, that uh, if I have whatever kind of a significant enough offer that I'll, I probably will take a chance at it and go like, um, which give them time more or less to go and try and sign players like. It's sort of, um, I'm sure there's mixed emotions with all these things because like football is a is a weird game. Like, you know, you, you probably, I'm sure if we spoke to you this time last year after your time at Pats, like you, you, I don't know. You, you probably had would have had all sorts of views on football and and where things were going, and you've probably had like the best year of your career, um, and it's you've know, been recognised by your peers, you know, player of the year. It's it's obviously a tough one, like because some people would say, well, would you stay where you're happy? But the flip side is, it's open doors for you that you probably want to go and explore. It's it's a real tough one, I'd imagine. Yeah, um, yeah, you get a bit of that, but it's a short career, like, and I'm. I'm not young now, I'm 25, like, so 
the way I'm looking at it is like there's a whole lot of luck involved in having a good season and scoring goals as well. Um, people don't really recognize that side of it. Um, and you need to kind of strike when the iron's hot a little bit. Like you need to take, I could next year and get in, I could go next year and sign again, get injured for two months, score eight goals. And then you're back to, you're back to, you yeah, know, horse. you know, you know, when you're getting, so it's, it's hard to weigh up, but um, I think it's the right decision anyway. Like, yeah. And it, it, it's, we, we spoke to Stephen O'Donnell as well, obviously for the, well, for the podcast and on the, um, the Zoom for announcing his, you know, a new job at Dundalk. And it was on about how, like, obviously Dundalk, sorry, obviously Pats gave him a chance. Bowes gave you a chance. And your currency wasn't nowhere near as high 12 months ago. Mm-hmm. So is that hard for you to kind of turn away from as well? A little bit, yeah. You'll have, I'll always have a connection now with Bowes, like, for, um, you know, for the rest of my time. Like, Keith, as you say, I probably wasn't overly hot, hot property this time last year. Um and Keith, they give me a chance and, and back me and let me go and play. Like I needed to, I needed to go into a side where I was kind of confident that I could play every week rather than to go to another side and maybe it being a real competition to start. Cause I needed to be given a bit of time to kind of mold and, and bed and they, and they give Bose was a perfect fit in that sense. Like, um, and then with, with studying as well, it was a perfect, it was another factor in that decision, but, um, great club, like, geez, great club, how that club's run. Um, and what they're doing, like what Dan and stuff's doing, unbelievable. But yeah, it'll always be, always be a little kind of, always be bows anyway. Bows ahead of Rovers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose to look back, like what what are the moments that will stand out for you from your time with bows? I mean, the, the European games in the Aviva sort of spring to mind. Yeah. Is there anything else, or are they the obvious ones? That the, they're the obvious yeah. ones. Yeah, that was because of the, the way the country was at that time. Like, and there was barely any fans at games. Go then for it would have been probably a year, nearly eighteen months, whatever, to to that crowd, and then the performances on top of that, like two three nil wins in the Aviva. When you think back about it now, like oh, it was unreal. Mm-hmm. Like, and you'll probably it could be a while before like three wins, a big puck, and as well three in the bounce in the Aviva in front of your your fans. Um, now nah, I was mad, and you kind of just take it for granted. Seems everything at the time. You kind of just like all right, yeah. But that was a great, that was unbelievable run. Like um, just a pity we didn't. Uh, we didn't get Europe then in the end, but mm. like I actually I did do a piece with Stephen O'Donnell recently, um, and like it's funny, you know, there's no ill will there. Like you could understand how someone could be like, you, you didn't necessarily score for him, but then you went and you, you had success elsewhere. But he genuinely had no hard feelings about it at all. You know, there seems to be a good relationship there. But he said something very interesting to me. Were you struggling physically at your time at Pats? Was there a couple of issues you were suffering with that you were actually, uh, I don't know, was it a lactic acid thing or something? Or did, did, did some, was something uncovered subsequently to help to explain why you, maybe you were, you were struggling a bit? Yeah, it was, um, I would, so I would play, it was a lactic, through my lactic acid, acid threshold. So I would, I would like, we would do, say in training or whatever, at the start of the week, you'd do, we'd even do fitness tests when I was there at Pats and I'd be flying, I'd be close to the top. But then come game day then, after maybe even 30 minutes, I'd be flagging and I'd be struggling. I'd come in at half time saying, what's going on here? Like, because I'm not, there's something, there's definitely something wrong. Because uh, I would start games well and then, you could just straight away feel it was like hitting a wall at around 30 minute mark then you mm. get half time but you'd struggle on and it wasn't i was struggling like it was like playing in sand um and we couldn't really do the tests 
Mark Anilia. Is it Mark Anilia who's at Pats? Uh, I think so, yeah. 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 He couldn't really do all the tests until the, until the end of the season. Um, but he, he was fucking dead on. He took me in then and done. They kind of test your blood and test your lactic levels while you're running. And you have to keep getting up to a certain whatever. But uh, he figured it out in a way and gave me, gave me a plan for that off-season to to go and kind of get myself sorted. Um, it was complicated enough. It was like I had to run <clears throat> because it was through my heart rate used to keep spiking and the lactic acid would make my heart rate spike early. Uh, nice. So I had to go back and run, track my heart rate and run at like really slow levels and then gradually build that up. So I'd be out run the roads at like nearly at walking pace because I would have to slow down if my heart rate went over a certain but it was strange. I'd never heard about it before, but uh, no, I was no. doing that right, right in the preseason to try and build my threshold up and up. Um, and even at the start of the season, it kind of I felt like I was still struggling a little bit. But as I got playing more and more games, I came on then. Like that's uh, really unusual. Yeah. So like, did you did you sort of were you reading up on it, or was it very much sort of Mark who guided you on what to do? Like, cause it's, a little bit of both. It, yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. That that could have been from from reading different bits, but. Uh, Mark pinpointed it then. He'd done all the tests and stuff. So um, that's half the battle for me, especially when you're not, like my abilities aren't, I'm not technically gifted. Like, uh, so my abilities is mm. fitness and, and physicality. Like, so that's half the battle for me, you know. It's mad, yeah. So, like, we, so, so last season at Pats, I mean, you were just hitting this point in the games where you were like, I'm gone here. I'm gassed. You could, you could feel it. Yeah, you could feel it. Yeah. And then it would cut, you get into half time and you'd get loads of fluids and, you could kind of recuperate, but then it would, you'd be you'd be struggling. You'd be playing at seventy percent, like you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So 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 Pat did sort of played your part. They played their part and Set pointed me in the right direction. direction. <laughs> yeah, it's sort I, of, you, you left him as well. <laughs> you did. Wouldn't take me back. <laughs> but did, did, I'm just seeing it start the season as well because you didn't even start that well for Bowes and you're you're just like I saw you several times for Pats and you're a completely different player. But you, you did it, did that carry over into the start of the season with Bowes or was it a question of I guess getting used to Bowes? Uh, probably a little bit of both. Um, like we were, as a team, the start of the year Bowes we were struggling. Like we weren't playing well. You know, we our team was kind of we we're chopping and changing every week and. Uh, and results weren't going away, and we were kind of, yeah, um, hit and miss. But, like, so probably a combination of both. But the the, big, the most important thing was that I was still playing 90 minutes. And I was, uh, you know, like, listen, I, people, like, it's strange. Like, people think when you're scoring, go, like, I didn't think that much changed in me and my performances from, and Keith and Trev will probably tell you the same, from the first 12 weeks to, the rest of the season it's just the fact that it was accompanied by goals like and that's it's a binary thing yeah it's strange like um it's half of it is that is if the team's playing well we'll create more chances and getting into better areas then i'll probably there's more chance of me scoring like uh, my performances isn't uh completely reliant on you know i mean i can play well and not score and I, you know what i mean i felt like i was doing all right but fans obviously um <laughs> not the same like but yeah yeah, well, I suppose that, yeah, well, like I guess that's that's kind of how it is if you're playing up front. But you, um, you're going obviously. Ross Tierney's going. Um, obviously Keith Ward is going. So there, there's a there's a big exodus there. Before we move on, maybe from Bowes, like if um, it, it's a big rebuilding job for Keith. I imagine, and and it's I, I'm speculating. But I imagine it's tough for him and Trevor to rebuild again and again and again. Yeah, but they always seem they always seem to do it. Like um, 
every year, even when I wasn't at Bulls, I was always thinking coming into preseason, like, oh, there's no way Bulls could could be up there again this year. They're not going to rebuild that quickly again. But they always seem to do it. Like, um, same last year, they lost their what four or five key men. So, um, I wouldn't. Uh, I definitely wouldn't put a pass Keith and Trev to go and, and pull out of the bag again. Like some of the young players coming through as well, you should probably all know of is will probably shine a lot next year. Who do you think? Um, Jimmy Mullins. Yeah, obviously you hear a lot of Jimmy. Jimmy, I would imagine Jimmy will play pretty regularly next year. I would assume. Um, Rossi's gone, so that number ten role is kind of free. Uh, Sean Graham as well. Oh, I don't know if you mm. see much of him centre half. Scored the goal in the nineteenth final, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he's he's going to be a serious talent as well. Like so, and there's more coming through. Like James McManus is another one, a little six. He's way with the Irish 18s there as well. Um, there's loads of talent coming through, so I wouldn't be overly. I wouldn't be too worried about about those. Like, and it's the most a uh, really anticipated League of Ireland campaign ever. Um, but you obviously do think this is my time to potentially take this chance. It might not come up again, whatever that chance may be. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, like the league's going to be ridiculously competitive next year. I'm kind of, to be honest, kind of happy that I'm not. <laughs> that if I get a chance to get away from it, that I'm not be involved. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tight. Like. But you, you're you're happy to wait till January, though. You've suggested before, Georgie, to make a decision, or what's your what's your thinking? Like, I mean, it's I know it's a weird one. It's hard for you to really speak about it in great detail. And the January window in the UK or wherever, just probably clubs looking at different options and scenarios. So, are you just willing to sort of hang in there and and see where it takes you? Yeah, that's that's the plan. Um, yeah, you you end up like at the minute. You, there's loads. You'll hear loads of different things and speculations and and whatever and different bits and pieces but then things don't really become concrete until you get closer to January you know what I mean um, so yeah I'll, I'll probably I'm in no I have a lot of power like I'm in no real rush at the minute to to jump at a decision um, so I'll probably wait for another couple of weeks yeah probably till after Christmas before I decide like Come here how are you on the different players have different opinions on this if someone said to you we want you to come and train with us would you go and do it or would you be of the mindset more you sort of have to want to sign me if you know what I mean like that sort of trial idea um, yeah I don't know it depends on the player and it depends on how uh, de- not really desperate it's probably the wrong word but how eager the player is to get across the water like if that's mm. if, if football is right this is my career for the next whatever many years I want to get to England then and the trial comes up at a decent club, absolutely, yeah. But if if it depends on the situation, like um, mm-hmm. and the club that you're going on trial with, and the potential deal that you could get, I think doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's just, there's a lot of variables to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, during the summer when you were scoring all those goals, I mean, Stephen Kenny, I think, was asked about you at some stage. Like, is that something that you are thinking in your head? If I can really keep this momentum going, who knows? Um, who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know. I would need to. Uh, I would need to improve quite a bit. Like, um, I, mm. I feel at the minute my game's not. Uh, there's a whole lot of weak areas. Like, um, but I think I, maybe I. I could. I have it in me. Like, um, can you improve at that age? I've, yeah, like because of because I haven't played. I haven't played four years. A senior football, I've you know, mm. this is my first full year, and I feel like I've improved quite a bit this year. 
I think if I, I would, I would have to get to another level before I'd be involved, I feel. But um, you never know what could happen. Yeah, if you score a few goals, get a bit of luck. Come here, just uh, we actually haven't, I don't think we've, people have heard you speak since the cup final. I mean, what was that experience like for you? Because it did look like a slightly diminished Georgie Kelly with the injury you had. I mean, was it fair to say you're, I think Trevor suggested afterwards you were probably only ever going to play you know 65 did you know that going into it yeah. or were you, what was the yeah I knew that and I actually didn't even know a couple of days before if I was if they were going to start me that was probably a tricky enough decision because I hadn't really trained um, about three four weeks out and they didn't know whether to whether I would go with promise and then try me for the last 30 but then if it went to extra time which it did I could be struggling uh, mm. they took a chance to start me like with the possibility of maybe even coming off at half time Um so to get to get to sixty, that probably was as much as I was probably gonna get. Um, yeah, I didn't really feel right, but what can you do? Yeah, get, like we we kind of hoped that the adrenaline would take would take us through and small margins, small margins, yeah. But like, yeah, could could you enjoy the occasion at all? I mean, it was an amazing occasion, like thirty seven thousand people at a League of Ireland match or League of Ireland teams, and so many people who were there as neutrals, like. Yeah. just were blown away by the atmosphere people that wouldn't necessarily go could you enjoy it at all or were you was it too much like in your head this isn't what I like I'm not at the level I want to be if you know what I mean like how will you remember the day no I'll, uh, you can enjoy it like walking out is um, walking out there with the lights and stuff unbelievable experience like uh, and the crowd as you say um, yeah a little bit frustrating with performance but like it's what can you do that I wouldn't I wouldn't let that kind of sour that the occasion for me um it's just disappointing like if we had won that such fine margins as you say like if we if we had won that that would have been an unbelievable day and there would be no kind of you know quims about looking back and thinking oh regrets and stuff but um yeah what listen what can you do that's that's the way it is uh, I just one more question. Obviously, if this all m- works out for you, we, we might never actually talk again. So uh, it could be my last question <laughs> ever for you. <laughs> if you go to an English club, which I expect in my, in my head might happen, I think you'd be suited to the game over there. Okay. What are they going to get? Uh, what are they going to get? They need to be warned that they're... They're not going to get a player who's technically gifted and he's going to beat players and he's going to, you know, um, string nice touches and passes together. They'll just get someone who's going to, just a good Donegal man who's going to, he'll fight and try and win headers. You know what Jeez, I, mean? I think I could do a better job than that. That's like, that reminds me of Trigger in Only Fools and Horses where Denzel's like, what would your ideal woman be? And he's like, well, she'd be nothing to look at, but she might do the ironing for me. Bloody hell, Georgie. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know, Dan, if you've answered that. That's the last question I've ever asked him. Why would it be the last question you'd ever ask him, Johnny? Huh? Why would it be the last question you'd ever ask him? I mean, he just could have an amazing career in Britain and just be, he just looked down on us then because we're these kind of, you know, we only have a little league of Ireland. I know, I know. He'll probably speak to me. He could be dodgy for you, all right, to be fair. It's fair for me. Maybe. I'll go over and see him wherever he is, Johnny. That's how it works. Like, you over and see him play, like like Chris Forrester and all these lads, you know? This is it, yeah. This That'd be more your beat. But Dan, uh, uh, he was was obviously the the player of the year. He had an amazing campaign and... uh, 
I don't know if you have any other questions for him before we let I've nothing to say. It was a very, it was a very modest uh, appraisal of his own ability there, but but I think he's, I think he might have other people doing that job for him, so Kenny's it's going to be all right. Like. By saying he's shite, basically. <laughs> <laughs> have a good. Uh, I know you're in the middle of exams at the moment as well, and sure, best luck with that, and have a great Christmas. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Johnny. Same to you. Top man. Best of luck with everything, Georgie. Best Here's luck. Dan. Uh, Georgie then told us uh, Kate O'Connor is a heptathlete that he's going out with, but she's she's from Dundalk, and I just think this ever this season's so crazy. Georgie's going to end up signing for Dundalk, the man who like basically let him go, uh, Stephen O'Donnell. I mean, imagine it's not going to happen, obviously, but imagine if it's it the did. power is the power. <laughs> of, I didn't realize Georgie was going out with a girl from Dundalk, and like. Uh, Daryl Horgan's uh, wife or partner is from uh, from Dundalk. A lot of them, like the mm. move there, ended up finding love there. You know, and that's why, like, that's they how end life up, works. They end up sort of they're they're drawn back there. You mm. know, in, in some shape or form. But uh, Stevie was definitely my, drawn back my, by a love of some description. Might be might be more relevant down the line. Yeah. So we we played some of your. It was in the midst of the in Birmingham chats we didn't really necessarily get a response to uh, chances to necessarily react to it because there was more in the press conference afterwards in a sort of a newspaper section and um, this O'Donnell thing like remains uh, remains such a contentious one because there's all the various stories about what did or didn't happen and we did try to talk to the Birmingham about some of it there because there was some great viral text messages going around about house parties and all these times and let the traitor go and all this stuff you know didn't think you'd bring that up um, there but there you well, I mean, like, but these are all, but it's almost some of it is like this sort of the, the boss man, Steo, Stephen Kenny stuff going around at the time, where every time there's something being added to the story, mm. like, you know, um, Chinese whispers. Oh, yeah. So, uh, like, and you can't figure out is it a joke or a wind up or not. Like, I have definitely someone on to me saying like, I was involved in setting up a meeting between Stephen O'Donnell and Stat Sports. Like, yeah, you, you've had a lot of sniping like, at you like, on, on like, social media. So, like, this absolute, like, the idea that you could actually be involved in, in actually setting up a meeting. Are in you the, just saying in, you weren't in, now, Just to be clear, that. in the League of Ireland, right? Yeah. It's a pretty small world. And if you have someone returning to a club where they know pretty much everyone, I don't think they're going to need the help of a third party to set up the meeting. But maybe it's because, of course, you know, you do have... Uh, you have former Dundalk managers uh, sniping away on social media. No, we won't get into that. Like, no, we won't. We won't. We, we, we go into the, the president. Uh, far Dr- too irrelevant a person to deal with. The president, Drogheda the chairman, isn't that though? And he was having a go at. Um, he was having a, a very friendly pop at, at you, tapping phones. I think in the region as well. Ah, Connor like, Howie. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's well, fond of the social media, isn't he? Ah, could you? You're full. Of, he's back in studio, Dale, and he's full of it today. But uh, very fond of the social ah, media. Like uh, I, 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 I don't see, know. I don't you know, know that people in football who were too visible on social media you're, Watford Watford I have to say Richie as well Richie Forrest yeah in fairness yeah. I'm, um, I'm all for, I, I, all for the climate Connor change in fairness, New Jersey I, I, I do like Connor he's, he's, he's doing a he, he is, yeah. he's doing a, he's done a good job at Drada yeah, I'm, and, only, I'm, only, and, I'm only joking to be fair and in fairness say he's I'm not po- joking about some of the other people we refer to by the way he's, he's appointed like interestingly he's appointed um, Kev, 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 Kev Doherty who um will definitely have to prove that I w- I'm, I'm the gaffer now. Like, I was, like, the, you know, the second-in-command to Tim Clancy for so long, even though he was manager of Chelsea before. But he signed a rake of players. Like he's, he's, the real issue we're going to face here, Johnny, is... Higgins is he Clan- a young manager? H- Higgins, Clancy, O'Donnell, law firm. <laughs> yeah. How much room is there in this law firm? Is it Higgins, Clancy, O'Donnell, Duff, Doherty? And as someone pointed out to me, or when... Um, when Andy Connolly was quoted as saying Stephen O'Donnell was the best young coach in the country, they're pointing out that Stephen Bradley is only a year older than mm, like mm. Stephen Bradley gets forgotten. He was so forgotten. young when he got the job. He was so young when he, he's been mm. around for so long. 
Um, you know, probably after Keith Long, is he probably the longest serving Premier Division? Ollie Horgan, I suppose. But, you mm. know, he's, he's long serving in terms of Premier Division managers. You forget that, like, Bradley is is like four or five years younger than Duff, you mm. know. Um, and Did, what, what age is Kevin Doherty now? Pretty early uh, 40s. Early 40s. Um, does, he, does he figure in your discussion of um, young managers? Like, it's kind of like Keith Long. Does he, he, you know, that's probably not really anymore because if you say a young manager is like early so Damien 30s. Duff, Damien Duff isn't young then. He's, it's his so, first job. So but then, is, so, but is he in your law firm? Is he in Higgins, Clancy, or Donald Duff? It's a hell of a law firm. Like, geez, Dan, how could you not be buzzing for it though? Like, because can you think as well? Like, Stephen O'Donnell and Tim Clancy and Rory Higgins have gone from like really good mates who text each other all the time to probably not texting each other at all anymore because they, they they're rivals and they've just a million things to be doing. They're like. tapping their phones. Um, how do you know uh, that? There you go. Yeah. Connor, start, maybe Connor Hoy doesn't realise the real culprit. But I mean, I think there comes a point where you have to stop saying in every second sentence how buzzing you are about the 2022 season. Look, I'm beginning, I think the first one's going to be alright. You're, you're getting a lot of taxis at the moment, right, with your situation. Oh, geez, I'd say yeah. there's taxi drivers all around Dublin going, why are you saying I, I, this to me again? <laughs> Have you got that fellow with the crutch who keeps who keeps bringing every point on to the 2022 season? The, I see the evenings are getting longer. Yeah, it is. And I'm buzzing for 2022 because <laughs> what you have is you got Damien Duff at Shelburne, you got Rory Higgins at Derry. Get got, out of the cab, you got, you? got, you got Kevin Doherty, you got Higgins, Clancy, you know, down, are they texting? Are they texting? Are they even talking? You know I don't even know what's though. happening. Kevin Doherty's took over. I said they were Clough and Taylor. I'm so excited about 2022. So so last Saturday. And Brian Cabo. What about Brian, Brian Cabo? Cabo? What about Devil? The old what, fox. What about Brian Cabo? So before Brian Cabo, right? Oh, okay. Before Brian Cabo. So last Saturday, I'm just so excited to be I, out. I was uh, delayed because this is this is a fairly eclectic Saturday. My sister was playing um, a, a junior Connacht football final that you could stream for ten euro. By the way, from like ten euro was from was Bally that more or less expensive than the Galway night under fourteen? The, 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 the Beatles gig you watched. The, that was that was a fiver. A free, What's the I name think? of that young lad who um, scored? Kyle the goal? Fitzgerald. Yeah, I believe he's getting a restraining <laughs> order for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like Bermond, the lad's gone to Belfast. But uh, so anyway, I, it was delayed, and I had to get a cab into um, off the ball, and I was badly delayed. And the, the taxi driver was really sound. He started giving out about traffic, old Dubliner, but one of these very, very chatty dubs. And anyone who's a big Lebowski fan would like the reference. He told me he was a massive fan of the Eagles, right? So any taxi driver who likes the Eagles, if you're a big Lebowski fan, you get that reference straight away. Then he told me he was a massive Rovers fan, used to go to Milltown, and I was like. Oh, you're the first Irish taxi driver I've gotten in years, but you being the old Tick, taxi driver, the I'm, and he goes, I used to watch, I've watched them a bit in recent weeks against Drogheda and Harps on TV. Jeez, they play great football. But he he's, he actually lives in Tallaght, but he doesn't seem to go to the games anymore. But he wouldn't stop talking the whole way through. Big fan of the Eagles, used to go to Milltown, and he loves young managers in the league. And so he's buzzing for 2022 <laughs> now. And he might you, even go to games. And what about like, that Kyle Fitzgerald guy Kyle from Galway? Did you see that yeah. stream? And you know, but but um, um, we're coming to the end of the season. Break, break Cabin Teeley. Break Cabin have you noticed the break having tea right it's this really weird like it's like it's like there's 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 some kind of custody issue going on here <laughs> they're right? both tweeting where they're both announcing the signings right so like Bray welcomed Rob Manley to the club and Cabin FC welcomed Rob Manley back to the club even though this club is supposed to now be called Bray it's almost like right that the whole thing has gone through and they've forgotten to have a really awkward conversation with yeah. someone and people are just like you know going on through time like uh, where does this end like at what point does this stop at what point does Cavantini cease to be like are they is it Bray is it Cavantini mm. which is it you know, if if they sign, what if they re-sign someone under a contract? Is it a new signing 
if they've come from Bray, you ducked to 10 points or it's, something. it's completely all over the shop yeah. but it's, it's actually I just think sometimes in League of Ireland world we're so conditioned towards madness we don't <laughs> look at something that's mad that's staring us in the face like, yeah. why is this club still announcing signings for players yeah. like it's it's insane but no but people just go ah well you know it's the League of like, Mark, Mark, Mark Bertram is old news nobody cares anymore like that was a fairly mad week that in was, itself. Mad. Like, that was see, only a few weeks see, ago see Waterford have produced a sustainable kit of some description I was going to mention that Jeff, I mean, if you don't have a sustainable kit yeah. what are you Shells are shells are growing forests. You know, yeah, it's like you know, I mean, from forest to shells growing forests. I don't know what, how, what what is the next thing we can do? Like you know, bows are like an irrelevant. Someone, someone anymore, is going like. to sign a player that's recycled or something. There's going to be a paper mache. There's going to be a paper mache player on the pitch next year. The most the most sustainable. And Ollie team. Horgan will have seen him play somewhere. <laughs> well, exactly. Ollie Horgan's like no, yeah, no. I don't know. Come to the end. We are. We should we, we, hear from Ashling Fennan in our sponsors. And before before we get to Ashling, um, this season obviously we we had a new uh, kind of break, and uh, only for future ticketing, um, we wouldn't be able to have produced this. So we were very helpful, very ha- thankful to them, and we spoke to Ashling. Yeah, we're now joined by Ashling Fennan of Future Ticketing. Um, we've referenced this a few times, obviously, but we were uh, very, very grateful for Future Ticketing this season, um, not only for their sponsorship, but also for the fact that. They're part of, I think, the growth of the League of Ireland. And Ashling, just talking to me off air there, it's like th- this demand for season tickets probably has never been greater. And 2022 could be pretty cool. Yeah. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Um, we have noticed that, I suppose, um, for the League of Ireland supporter, he has been starved of a good bit of activity and matches over 2021, which is very unfortunate. And they've just been so loyal to their League of Ireland club, um, their local club or their their supporting club. And they just want to keep supporting it. Um, They understand, you know, there's extra costs and players still have to be looked after and paid and everything. So we really have seen a huge um, growth in season ticket renewals, especially, and new buyers coming along. So um, it's all looking good for 2022 please God with no COVID restrictions some clubs are different to other you were, others you were saying as well yeah I mean it's just the, the way that they um, sell their season tickets you know um, the there are some clubs who are allowing you to renew automatically online which is huge because all you have to do is just add your um Credit card details, you're getting, a, you know, a very competitive price, maybe cheaper than the new buyer, which is just a little kind of a reward for their loyalty, I suppose. And then other clubs are just selling, um, you know, a brand new um, price and ticket with, you know, with no limitations or anything. And and down the road, it'll be very easy and, and handy for season ticket holders and members to avail of maybe cup tickets and get first dibs on those um, mm. if it's an attractive offer or if there's limited capacities again um, the season ticket holder um, and the member should get a priority and we can obviously do that through the system for the, for the clubs in question We were saying as well just myself and Dan like that you know some clubs have sold a massive amount of season tickets which is, a, is obviously a great thing is it like um, and, and, and I guess you guys are getting in at a good time in terms of getting involved in the league yeah, well, we have been with these guys, remember, um, for, you know, three or four years yeah. now. In some cases, uh, some of the the um, newer clubs maybe only 
2019 might have been their first season or even mm. 2020 for some of the first division clubs which um but the the loyalty they've shown to us but like on the other hand and I have to say you know with my experience of League of Ireland clubs, they've been very good to us too. Um, but we've been good to them. So we understand football. We understand the way um, the the limitations and, and capabilities of these. And, you know, a lot of these, Johnny, a lot of these ads are volunteers. Mm. And it's a massive amount of work that they've put in um, during COVID especially. Um, but so too have future ticketing because we want to obviously um, support our, our clients and all these League of Ireland clubs. And of course, I have a little graph for the League of Ireland club. So um, nobody gets nobody gets uh, upset um, when I say I want to do this. And we're always looking to help them develop and add new features and stuff to facilitate their own fans, you know? Yeah, and like you're almost envisaging, I think, this time where it'll almost be majority that people will be using their phones and scanning into grounds rather than the traditional cash. Yeah, God, yeah. I mean, and that's the way forward for everybody. Uh, like even, you know, any sort of um, industry, really, we have to now prepare and decide, are we going to go to the match? Yes, we are. Buy the ticket online, leave it on your phone, leave it on your phone. And then obviously, um, you know, just rock up on the night and get it scanned. It, it saves you know, it, it helps the, the the client, which is the League of Ireland club, because he knows the man he's due in for security, uh, for scanners and stuff like that. And it helps the customer as well, because he's not worried about, oh, God, there's going to be a queue. I have to walk up now, it's spilling rain. So we would obviously encourage, always encourage online sale pre-event um, and even, you know, up to kickoff and afterwards, the, the match should always be available for you to buy online. And it's the way forward now, you know, and you know exactly where you're going, when you're going. How many League of Ireland clubs are on your books then? Uh, there are, um, we have all but one in the Premier Division and then we have five in the First Division. So we're just working through them nicely. Um, and it's really great because... Even the fans now know that, you know, if they're buying away tickets and things like that, which is important for them to see that the barcode's the same, it's the same kind of look and feel. And hopefully down the line, we'll be able to do kind of contra deals or bundles and stuff like that so that everybody can, you know, sell tickets for other matches and everything because we're all working from the same software. And like next season, um, and I spoke to Liam about this, Liam Holton, obviously he's um, kids involved with Bowes as well. Um, Bowes have been such a success. But then when you consider Shamrock Rovers, the season tickets they've already sold, Jack Byrne coming back, Damien Duff, Shelburne back in the league, St. Pat's Delaney yeah. finished second, Sligo Rovers finished third, um, obviously Derry City. It's really exciting, I imagine, for you guys. It is indeed. And, and I'm really looking forward to Europe as well because the lads are going to be able to host these. And, and what we did um, during COVID for some of the clubs is we actually built their seating plan. So we have, you know, Talca Park built and um, Sligo Rovers in up in the uh, showgrounds. We have their um, actual plan built. So now if the FAI are saying, you know, you can host the match if you have your seating plan, it's there and ready. And it's just massive for the club to be able to switch on a seating plan, sell from the plan, know exactly for even for contact tracing know exactly who sat in what seat on which match and I mean it's going to be very exciting for, for them to host 
um, you know, to host and be able to sell. And as I say, priority to season ticket holders in some cases is massive too. And that's a good selling point for them, you know, when they're marketing their season ticket renewals and new buyers. But yeah, I for one are looking forward to um, to the European games, especially and the high profile cup games. We have to remember, you know, the cup as well. Um, but it's it's going to be if we if COVID doesn't stop us next season, I think we'll have a very very successful season with League of Ireland. And can I just say as well, if future ticketing did happen to be doing um, the FA Cup, sorry, the FAI Cup final, there wouldn't be a charge uh, on uh, tickets um, buyers like there currently is. Yeah, I'm afraid uh, having spoken to my friends, Anthony and Carolyn Pats and, and um, you know, Jimmy and, and uh, Luke and Dan in, in Bose, we really were disappointed. Obviously, I understand it was an FAI um an FAI event and um, so they have their own ticketing provider but um, no I mean the charges on top like service charges are completely up to the clubs in question we don't actually take any service charge um, our, our software sits on your website and you work away from there so we have a small commission level so if the clubs aren't selling I'm not making money and if I'm not making money then I'm in bother so it's always important for me to make sure that the clubs are able to sell and are able to get access to new features all the time which will help them and their fans yeah I have a feeling it might be all right next uh, next year Ashley thanks a million for everything this year no worries, Johnny. Thanks for everything. You, you've run a very successful podcast there yourself and Dan. So um, good to good to support it and delighted and proud to be involved with all the League of Ireland clubs we are. So if anybody, any other club wants to contact us, just give us a bell and we, we'll look after them. This is the end, Stan. Yeah, the There's a, so all sorts of news mm-hmm. stories happening, even by the time we get out, because Johnny Kenny was over at, at Hibs Dundee last night with his dad pictured there in the front row. Well, no, I don't know it was the front row, but in a row. Mm. But Scott Brown there. Um, Celtic still interested. There's a release clause, 150 grand or so, but I think there'll be good clauses built mm-hmm. into that if he turns out to be a good player. You sort of Dara Burns sec- speculation. Daniel Cleary, I think, is going to St. Johnston. So there's going to be like departures Daniel from Daniel Cleary's going to St. Johnston. Yeah. Lots so of th- Scottish moves. There's going to be, it? yeah, I think Scotland is definitely looking mm, at the league. Jamie McGrath has become this yeah, template. Yeah, well, Conor McCarthy Con- as well. Liam Scales, Conor McCarthy. Liam Scales, of course, played, who, who, who played, and, played and did very well, did particularly well in the first hour or so at the Betis game. Um, so when you think you know where was he this time last year you know mm. where were we this time last year I, I, have to, I had a really weird dream about you last night I have to bring mm. this up now this is the it end was, of the season this is so. the end of the series so it's a very unusual dream really it wasn't really about you but it was a Friday afternoon and we for some reason decided to go to uh, to the pub right I mean <laughs> listen it wasn't the most weird dreams we must have just recorded like... something and we were in the pub for a few hours and it was a Friday night it was a Friday then this happened this and, wasn't a dream and, and we decided to go to a League of Ireland game and we looked at the fixtures and it was Pats against UCD and it was Bows against Sligo Rovers and we decided to go to Daily Mount now you were actually were resistant to the idea of going to the game because this uh, is a very lucid dream it's a very, very, very clear dream mm. right because we then went to the Bows match but we stopped off near it at a food van that was doing like very sort of artisan sort of like oh yeah 10, fancy, 10 or 12 euro fancy like. sandwiches like mm. really over the top fancy sandwiches and I ordered a sandwich and a plain cup of tea and then everyone else was ordering over the top fancy coffees and the whole dream the, was, at the whole dream was like, that the people just kept forgetting to do my tea because they were servicing 
everyone with their weird, like over the top, like elaborate coffees. And then we went to the game, and probably uh, some analogy out of we that. Looked, I don't know what it is, but like mm. I was couldn't get served. Like mm. what's at that point? The in? League of Ireland becoming trendy. Uh, or I, don't, I don't know. And then I went. I've been here all along. I, I went, just want a cup of tea. I went to the. We went to the game. Sligo Rovers had a load of new players there that we didn't recognise. Where Bowes had some of the younger players there. You know, a couple of them are gone. And then I woke up. I don't know what happened in the game. Not really a very good dream. Open-ended kind of. But I think part of it was, it was it was a time when you could just, you could impromptu just decide on a Friday, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go to the game. There was no big plan or ceremony or masks mm. or restrictions or worries. And like, I think in a, tea. in a way, like, but I couldn't get it. Mm. But like, that's, in some ways what we are aspiring towards next year that as much as we talk about 2022 and how much we're looking forward to the season and the football angles and stuff it's great you do forget because we're in it now and we're high off the adrenaline the last couple of weeks that this season did start behind closed doors yeah. like until June we had this sort of weird emotion of that Shamrock Rovers Finn Harps game where like 500 people were able to attend or what, I mean, was it a thousand whatever it was and last season was and, a pile of shite like like you know and, and for like large parts of the season like we were in this void and you'd be at matches you'd hear everything and what you're hoping is that next season you get to that place where it's it's unplanned where you can just like you know, you can just you can decide. It might be a problem at some grounds because Danny Mount will be sold out. Well, they're going to be full well, up, yeah. And um, um, but it's a good that's a good problem to have. And I just I think more than anything, as we put the curtain down in this season, like we yeah. hope that we never have a season like that again. What are your hopes for next you know? season then? Like in a general sense, like I'll give you mine, right? I just hope. Oh, that I think the, I know what yours are. Well, no, I'd hope I'd hope that the 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 FEI might give a bit of promotion to the first division because I think Cork City going out are going to have very big crowds next season. Waterford potentially, um, and it needs like there's a lot going on there could we have even a little online highlight show that the clubs put together of the best of the first division because that I came to my my mind during the week Dan I'm a Galway Knights fan one season in the last 10 Galway Knights have been in the top flight so mm. I've been in the top flight consistently since 2005 like and it's kind of like I, I, the Sligo Galway thing we're not rivals but just like, I mean, what have Longford done in a fucking small town in the Midlands Galway United like one season in 10 so the first division is where we're at for another season at least and I'd like the FAI to promote it's the regional league I mean, to promote I did, it. and it is the regional league we must say actually Conan Byrne and Brendan Clark's brilliant tour around the country unbelievable I was, in, I was actually enjoying following it like the, the trips they're in but it was mad that that whole southern half of the country was all first division, you know? Mm. And actually, sorry, I'm not thinking of stuff now. Jerry Harris from Cork City. I was just going to mention away, Jerry, yeah. Who, who I didn't so, know him, so you put up to me as well. Yeah, well no, no. Like, and and I, I, many years ago, back in, I think it was 2010, I did a piece where it was a day in the life thing where I travelled, I went to Cork, stayed overnight in Cork and then travelled with Cork all the way up to Finn Harps the following day. So I did the whole bus journey and Jerry Harris was on the bus with his grandson, Kane. And I I, I, I more so know Jerry's brother, Mick. I'd chat to him at the games. Jerry's such a well-known figure, but I'd be bluffing if I said I had loads of conversations mm. with him myself. But I did that day, actually. Just a lot of chats about various stories of Cork over the years, but such a, like... Uh, uh, a central figure to life, you know, and football in in that area. So it's important to mention him. But like that 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 whole um, I'm actually that that was Tommy Dunn was the manager. Actually, a couple of us were at the the playoff a couple of weeks ago, the playoff final, and uh, there was someone in a hat shouting up to us from the press box. It was Tommy Dunn. Tommy he Dunn. was home for a couple of days because I think he was home seeing his dad Theo, another legendary figure. I don't think I've been doing too well. 
and like it is a time of the year you know family and all this reunion and that sense of like League of Ireland community which was missing for so much mm. of the last year when people weren't able to go and weren't able to be at games and I think the main like it's a bit sort of it's a bit sort of Hollywood ending crap right you know what's your hope for 2022 everyone be together like that's a bit Jerry Springer shit right but mm. there is something in it you know that you kind of hope that it is a, an uninterrupted season that we have that sort of that communal sort of feel and of course within that communal feel of course people are going to want to kid each other mm. because there's going to be loads of rivalries and tensions and we have the fixtures on Monday and we'll be looking at certain games but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I hope it's a good season I hope that it's competitive I hope there's a title race as Declan McBennett would say uh, it's important um, that's a big the if, streaming the streaming what happens mm, with that that mm, needs to be resolved air, yeah. I think we've been spoiled and we can never go back to a time where a good goal is scored and you have to wait for 24 hours mm. to see it so there's a lot to work on but I do think that there's a number of clubs that are potentially in a good place you just hope that there's a bit more of a regional spread of, of the Premier 2023 first and division where it's at then the first well see, I don't think the first division is where it's at. It is in the region. And it's where, it's where it ever should be at. But at the same time, I do agree like that if we are moving towards a third tier, um, which is definitely something that's on the agenda, mm. you probably have to look at sort of establishing a standard for the second tier as well and some kind of criteria that it's not a bit of a mad division where it's, yeah. you know, full-time teams against amateur teams and stuff like that's, you know, that... The, the, we need to streamline and sort out that permit in the next couple of years and, mm. and who knows that will happen but it's yeah. been a pleasure yeah. we, we were we are LOI Central now we've done 40 shows we've done half more than half of them on Zoom um, it's been great to do them in person Dell have thanks back, to Dell Del, no, no, Del back on the tech which has been brilliant thanks been able to, to use all of our marketing over here in uh, Glasnevin um, we had pizzas in the earlier part of the year which were good fun to give away as well too still have a few vouchers and uh, I think yeah. they're all gone I think they're all gone yeah. now are they and, um, and then we had a, th- th- this This could become our cash for questions sort of scandal <laughs> we have no vouchers <laughs> left Johnny it's cash, like Boris <laughs> it's like Boris Johnson's Christmas party here it's like all of a sudden Johnny burned burned if, party if, if you, if you, if you spot a man right if you spot a man hobbling through Dublin on a crutch talking about how exciting the League of Ireland is going to be in 2022 and he's got a four star pizza under his arm it's Johnny Ward that's yeah. it it's as simple as that that's how you can find them yeah, but, and, um, and yeah before I go it's been it's been a great year but um, a mate of mine I used to live with he started like this is just how bizarre the League of Ireland is started dating a girl in Finland of all places and he's telling me oh yeah um, her, Tommy mo- her mother is basically a sister of Tommy Dunn's like missus oh like, really it's just completely bongs like I, I know one person person like that happens to live in Finland and it's it's a Tommy Dunn reference straight away and he goes ah oh, Tommy's a sound lad because he's the ex-Galway United manager back when Tommy Dunn was actually yeah he brought us back up as Galway FC back in the day and then we got relegated and haven't been back since lots of hopes for so 2021 so 20, Dan it's been a pleasure to have uh, you back as well and uh, it's been yeah it's been great to uh, get the season um out of the way and thank you very much to all our listeners uh, without you we wouldn't be here and our uh, guests and, and, and all and, the people who gave us their time yeah. and uh, yeah um, that was 2021 20,